Are you into thrifting? My 18-year-old niece, Laura, loves it. She finds the coolest clothes. Well, this is a thrifter's dream come true. Goodwill just launched an online store. Yeah, now you can treasure hunt from the comfort of your home. It's called Goodwill Finds. In 2021, retail revenue from donations to Goodwill was more than $5.4 billion. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. I remember uh, two big things coming to mind when I think of thrifting treasures, Kev. One, do you remember that time when we did this experiment on the show? I had an event I was going to be hosting. We were going to be hosting it together. And we posted a picture of a thrift store dress and a department store dress mm-hmm. to see if people could guess. Could tell which one was which, right? And most people voted for the cheap thrift store dress that was like five bucks. Hmm. So that's that's one cool thing about thrifting. And then I never forget my niece, Laura, for homecoming. She's the biggest thrifter in our family. She found the most beautiful dress for prom. And she got it for, I think it was $18. Wow. I mean, it was gorgeous. This beautiful color, beautiful fabric, fit her perfectly. She looked stunning. 18 bucks. Her nice. parents were thrilled. Way to shop. <laughs> Good job. How about this story about Goodwill? You can now thrift from the comfort of your couch online. Mm. I know so many people who love thrifting, and I thought it'd be fun to ask people what their biggest treasure they found mm. at a thrift store was. Like, mm. what did you like? What? This is only $5? How did I find this? We'd love to hear from you. So it's kind of cute hearing you talk about thrifting and goodwill and places like that, which are fine for beginners. But if you really want to go next level and find really, really high-end stuff, really, really cheap, write these down. Poshmark.com and Grailed, G-R-A-I-L-E-D, Grailed.com. On Poshmark. I got, uh, I don't know if you guys know who John Varvatos is, the designer. Usually if you go and like look at his shirts in one of the higher end stores, they're like over $100 each. I bagged three from one seller and I bargained with them. I got them for $100. Ooh. Three of them. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so then on Grailed, uh, there's another store that, that uh, it's called All Saints. Mm-hmm. I've only seen an actual All Saints store in Las Vegas. That's the only place. Mm-hmm. And I found stuff from them there on Grailed.com. Like That's super awesome. cheap. I'm talking like under 20 bucks. I wish I could shop for clothes online, but it's I, it's got to have a, a really fantastic return policy mm. because it's so hard for me to find stuff that fits yeah. right. Occasionally you get a miss, but uh, if you wanted something like that and you didn't want to pay a ton of money, those That's those are advice. the two big ones, and yeah. then and then you can also kind of like, I don't know, Goodwill online is, is eBay. <laughs> you can slum it and go to eBay. Yeah. <laughs> so I've shared on the show before. I am not the handiest of fellows. When something goes wrong in the house, if it's beyond change a light bulb capacity, I, I'm challenged. But I did something last night, pretty miraculous. Tell you what, I fixed next. I've admitted on the show openly. Um, I don't like doing, and I'm not very good at doing handyman projects. It's a, it's part of my DNA. I did not get my dad. Awesome at it. Has built his own homes. Uh, my brother's a mechanic for Baltimore city. I'm all thumbs when it comes to stuff like that. I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't get that, but I was super proud of myself last night. My, um, we have one of those light switches in our kitchen where you switch the light on and then there's a dimmer switch on it yeah. as well. Okay. So my son, he's coming out of the kitchen last night, and he 
goes to turn it on, and all the lights go off. Uh-oh. They just go off. So I'm like, all right, let's try to figure this out. So, of course, what's f- the first thing you do? You go over and flick the switch three or four times yourself. <laughs> that ought to fix it. Then you run downstairs and check the fuse box. That wasn't it. So I came back up, and I was like, I'm taking that face place off and giving her a look. Took the face, the little plastic cover off. Jiggled the handle a little bit, the little switch. The lights came back on. <laughs> I'm just glad your good friend's an electrician. I think you should come check. <laughs> so I, I, this is not good. I said, I fixed it. I fixed it. Kyle, Tracy, my wife, they, they come running in. What'd you do? What'd you do? And I said, well, I took the face plate off. I said, see those wires in the back there? Yeah. Well, I have no idea what they do. But I jiggled the switch. Jiggle it. Jiggle it. And it came back on. <laughs> so I put the faceplate back on and I I said, we're, we're going to cut. We're going to have an, an electrician looking. Honestly, yeah. my friend Joey. Yeah. It was my first thought to call him, but he's on vacation right now. Oh. So I thought this isn't an emergency. I'll wait till he gets back. Yeah. Um, we put the faceplate back on and my son, genius idea, goes, you should take some of that painter's tape you have. You know, it won't take paint off the wall. And tape it in the on position, and we'll just use the dimmer switch to turn it on or off. I was like, genius idea. So I did it, and sure enough, like five minutes later, he came through the kitchen, and he went to flick it off, and he was like, see, that's why we needed the uh-huh. tape on there. It's like a child safety tape yeah. to leave it on. But I was I was pretty proud of myself. I took that face plate off like a champ, stared at it like... It. Stared at it like I knew I was what I was looking for, <laughs> and then just went... Came right back on. (laughs) I'm practically an electrician. So how would you like to live to be almost 100 years old? Um, Someone who just pulled that off is the Queen of England. She was 96 Mm -hmm. when she passed away. And they said if you apply some of her secrets to longevity, you may end up living as long as the Queen. So here are some of the favorites. Um, She ate a healthy breakfast every day. She uh, had a pet. Pets really make you happy, help you deal with stress. She got exercise quite often. She rode horses. I didn't know riding horses was good exercise, but they say it is. Um, She drank a lot of tea, which gives you all those great antioxidants. Laughter. She had like a great wit and dry humor. Uh, The queen had loving relationships. She spent a lot of time outside. And the other uh, little secret that the queen had got her to 96 was purposeful work. Hmm. She really loved what she did. Yeah, I heard she said, too, a little health tip, especially for uh, upper body strength, wear your crown for at least two hours a day. (laughs) It's a lot of weight to carry around. She had a very strong neck. (laughs) Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Did you have any unique challenges on your wedding day? John and three of his groomsmen were uh, groomsmen. We're driving to his wedding when their car was involved in a crash just a couple of miles from the venue in northern Georgia. The airbags deployed. It was crazy. But thankfully, not one of them got hurt. Nobody in the other car got hurt either. Well, a local Walton County sheriff saw what was going on and offered to give them a ride to the wedding. And when the groom got to the venue, he called his mom and he's like, Make sure my bride, Morgan, make sure she's inside. I don't want her to see me getting out of this patrol car. Because he wanted her to just think Mm. it was this magical, (laughs) perfect day. Mm -hmm. And he cried when she walked down the aisle. And I wonder if it was not just the joy of seeing her 
but combine that he survived the crash. Right, and absolutely. And was there to be there yeah. to marry her that day. Wow, what a story. Coming up, what do you feel is an appropriate age for kids to start screen time? What do you feel is an appropriate age for kids to start screen time? Well, they say keeping toddlers off the iPad and encouraging them to run around and get some fresh air may help their brain in the long run. New study found that regular physical activity and less screen time is the key to developing a toddler's cognitive function. And that includes their ability to pay attention, a shift between tasks, and learning to make good decisions. And my sister is a kindergarten teacher. She's been teaching five-year-olds for years. And she said she can tell mm-hmm. when a kid enters her class who whose parents minimize screen time. She can tell yeah. a difference. If you have kids that age, boy, it's that, that's tough, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide. When my, I'll tell you, when our kids are grown, so my wife and I were always like, I'm so glad we don't have kids right now. Because we felt like we were in the Wild West with our kids, with because that's when iPhones came out and everything else. So we were navigating all that. But now, parents, it's more than just iPhones. It's, like you said, the iPads and the, the every, every, everywhere they turn, yeah. there's a screen trying to get their attention. And it's hard trying to decide when, where, how much, the whole bit. Feel for you, Mom and Dad. Boy, the happiness joy industry, it's a billion-dollar business, right? Everybody, it's it's elusive happiness and joy but they did a study of medal winners uh in the olympics gold silver and bronze to find out are they happy after they've won in the months and the years afterwards who do you think would be the happiest we'll talk about that next if you ask most people like hey what do you want in life let's say i I just want to be happy right happiness and joy it's it's a big business happy happy joy joy happy happy joy joy. happy happy joy, joy joy Everybody wants it, and uh, and and so many times we associate it with accomplishments. You remember what Ricky Bobby said, right? If you ain't first, you're last. If you ain't first, you're last, (laughs) right? It became a meme. It became people like second place is first last. I've heard that a million times. So they they asked people in the Olympics. They particularly focused on uh, silver medal winners and bronze medal winners, like gold, silver, and bronze. Gold medal winners seem to be pretty happy in the months and years after their lives. But who do you think was happier after that, silver or bronze? You'd think silver, right? But it was bronze medalists were happier. They were, like, thrilled. And they think it's because silver medalists live with, for the rest of their lives, I was this close, mm-hmm. that close to getting gold. Whereas the bronze medal winners, like I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, because if you're fourth, no one's talking about right. you. But the if you're third, third, third you're place, on the podium. Third place guys, like yay me! I'm on the podium, mom. Yeah, <laughs> silver is like looking at gold, going. The crazy thing <laughs> about any Olympic sport is just how it's like a fraction of a section, right. a second. It's right, just right, right. like so similar. So, but this whole thing, the whole idea came came up with me. And I started looking into it when there was a meme going around. Uh, and it was a kid. It was a black and white photo of kids standing on a podium. And the first place kid is looking very unhappy at the third place kid. And the third place kid is holding up the number three, smiling from ear to ear. And and the meme said, "Happiness is a state of mind." Yeah. And it so is. That is so true. And I think it comes down to. And I've tried to encourage my kids to do this. I don't know. If they they may embrace it or just be like, "Oh, dad." Um, but I've tried to make the connection for them that happiness is not the pursuit you want to have. Contentment is the pursuit you want to have. You want to go after things that really give you a feeling of fulfillment, like faith and mm-hmm. you know a job well done, those kind of things. And when, when you have contentment and fulfillment, happiness 
is a symptom of that. Happiness and joy in and of itself is, isn't a goal that you want to chase after. It's like a dog chasing his tail. You're never, never going to catch it, at least not for anything, you know, in any significant amount of time. But contentment, that's something worth going after. So we're talking about happiness and how it's a, it's a billion dollar industry and it seems like everybody's got their own little little quote about happiness like uh, nobody can make you happy until you're happy with yourself first. Uh, how about this one? Happiness is a direction, not a place. Or happiness has no path. It is the path. <laughs> Okay. I really love the advice you gave your kids about how it's not about being happy, it's about being content. And I I started thinking about what you said, and I thought, man, it seems like the most content people I know in my life are people who are the most humble. And I was Hmm. thinking about someone like my mom, who just, for better, for worse, is so faithful to her vows to my dad. And... He was diagnosed with MS when he was a 40-year-old, and now he's kind of like a quadriplegic, and she just faithfully takes care of him every day, and she doesn't like say things like, I wish I could go on a vacation. I wish I could go do that. Hmm. She just faithfully and with contentment and trusting God for each moment, um, and she's she's definitely a happy person. She's a joyful person through it all. Did your mom ever go to a or have a Tupperware party when you were a kid? Tupperware was created 76 years ago. And for those too young to remember, it was similar to an essential oils party or a pampered <laughs> chef party. Right. You could only buy it in someone's home. Well, things are changing. Tupperware is going to be sold now at Target. Hmm. It's also now available on Amazon. What's wild at-home Tupperware parties aren't going away either. They're still going to do those, which I Maybe don't know why you would want to do. social aspect to it. I guess. People like to get together or that, that kind of thing. So. I don't like those kind of parties. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll tell you what would be fun. Let's let's have a lid swap, <laughs> right? Because everybody's got oh, yeah, yeah. lids everywhere. Where's the bowl? Like we got these mismatched lids. Maybe you could take your lids and be like, hey, I need that one. That's well, a great idea. Your Tupperware lid swap. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, when it comes to clothes, you know, the clothes he wears, is your man stuck in a rut? What does your man like to wear to work? Men seem to be stuck in a rut when it comes to clothing, according to brand new research. A recent poll of men who work in the office found that over half repeat outfits each week, many wearing the same shirt three days a week. <laughs> I don't think that's true. And only have an average of five different looks in their rotation. Um, maybe you'll want to take your guys shopping. 29% believe a style overhaul would make them feel more confident. And 40% of guys feel more self-assured when they're wearing their favorite item of clothing. There's a lot of offices uh, around where the radio station is. And sometimes I'll at lunchtime, I'll, I'll go out for you know lunch or walk or whatever. And, and I'll look around and I'll go, did they send out a memo to every guy that they had to wear a blue button-down collar shirt? <laughs> Is it blue button-down collar shirt day? <laughs> the blue ones are nice compared to the white because you know they don't show the underarm stains. And then the next day, same deal. It's like, did they all get a memo that it's blue button-down collar shirt day? That does seem to be the unit. Like, everyone decided, let's dress like Blockbuster employees. If you remember what those... Blockbuster used to be this thing called a video store, <laughs> but everybody wore a blue button-down collar shirt. So let's talk about this a little bit. Could your man use a little style upgrade or does he personify the word style itself? Give us a call.
It's Kevin and Taylor. Hi, Kevin. This is Beth. How are you? Doing great, Beth. So how would you describe your man? Is he a style <sighs> icon or does he need a little style help? No, he is a style icon. Every time he buys an outfit, it all has to match, including the shoes. No kidding. He, he, he got a Puma shirt. The pants are Puma, and his shoes are the same color, and it's Puma as well. It's all got to coordinate. <laughs> it's all got to coordinate, and he is 56 years old, and he's still got to coordinate. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for calling and sharing that. We'll talk yeah, to you later. Thanks. So that that old 80s song, I think, said it best. Every girl's crazy about a sharp-dressed man, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, apparently, according to this research, guys are stuck in a rut at work. They'll wear the same shirt three days a week. So you ask Kev, is your guy a style icon or what a style needs help? Is that what it was? Um, Is your man's style on point or does he need some pointers? Oh, that's good. So the question for you is, you should tell everybody, how into fashion you are. I've never met a guy who's more into I mean, you're the only guy I know who's watched Project Runway for years. I mean, you always kind of know the latest trends. You're like super into fashion, right? Oh, about super. I like to look nice. Yeah, I like nice clothes. Sure. And it, the, I think the biggest indicator that maybe I'm doing something right is my son and, and my daughter's. Steal my clothes regularly. <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> so I think, that, yeah. I think that, that means that, yeah, do, doing uh, doing something okay. And uh, Tracy seems to like it, and that's the only thing that matters. So yay me. You've heard of shrinkflation, right? That's when companies put less food in the same size container. We've been talking about it a lot. Uh, but have you ever heard of skimpflation? No, tell me about that. Okay, that's when companies formulate a product with cheaper ingredients. Oh, they've been doing and, that uh, before <laughs> for yeah, years. Yeah, <laughs> for example, the toilet uh, this one brand of toilet paper, uh, I think it's Scott's. It still has a thousand sheets, but they're a lot thinner. Uh, you want a couple more examples? Smart Balance margarine went from 64% vegetable oil to 39% and water became the most predominant ingredient. Mm. Campbell's cream of potato soup Originally contained potatoes as the first ingredient. Now water is the first ingredient. (laughs) And once upon a time, Aunt Jemima was made with real maple syrup. Mm. Today it's owned by Pepsi, and it's made primarily of high fructose corn syrup, which is cheaper than real real syrup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a a friend, can't say what company she works for. That's her job. She works for a a major food producer. And um, I mean, for over a decade, it has nothing to do with inflation or it just has to do with companies want they want more of your money and how can they mm. make their profits higher by making the product cheaper right yeah they she is what was one of the things she worked on they they wanted to make a smoky barbecue flavor but it didn't have any like real i don't know smoky barbecue at all <laughs> in it whoa <laughs> yeah. just tricks your taste buds exactly we're talking to our producer griffin in just a minute his wife sarah apparently Made some special meal just for him. And I'm wondering, is this like every night at dinner? Mm. Like a separate meal for Griff? We'll find out what's going on in just a minute. So Griff, word on the street is that Sarah's having to make you a special meal every night. Not your kids. Not your kids Uh are refusing to eat stuff. But you sit there with a frown on your face going, no. It's happened (laughs) one time so far. She was not very happy about it. She ordered groceries online. Okay. Uh And uh, she was going to make like these spaghetti meatball things and 
make the meatballs. Well, I guess they didn't have the certain turkey sausage that she usually gets, so they gave her pork sausage. Okay. I'm not to like mix with beef or something to make these yeah, good meatballs we've had before. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I'm not a big pork person. I didn't really grow up eating it. Uh, I think it's kind of nasty, honestly. It's not really my thing. Um, well, I noticed going through the grocery, I was like, oh, this is pork, Sarah. Like, I don't really eat pork. And she's like, well, that, that's all they had, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, your wife has a growling voice. Oh, yeah. she, was not, she was not happy. She, um, so, oh, she's thrilled right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I told her I was going to talk about it. Um, so she's fine. If you don't want to eat the pork, I'll make you separate ones that just have beef in them. They're not going to be as flavorful, but you'll just have the beef. So she did that. Aww. She made me separate ones. What a good wife. With, without the pork and... She had, you know, made others with all the meat involved and but she was not happy about it. And she how made you, it very clear. How oh, are you man. sure that she did that? How do you know she I didn't know. just tell you that? <laughs> I mean, you it anyway. she just said I was her, I'd have been like, okay, Griff is now pointing to the kids on their side, oh. which means he is working against me. What he doesn't know won't hurt him. So, oh, yeah, the, those are your special ones, honey. Uh, she could have done it. They weren't, they weren't as flavorful as usual. So I don't know if I've always been eating pork ones without knowing. I don't know. She oh. claims she's always mixed turkey in. Turkey sausage yeah. instead of pork sausage. I'm all so about the, the mixing, man. That, that works out great. Tracy yeah. does that with uh, hamburgers. Yeah. She's been mixing in ground lamb. Oh, 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 oh yeah. man, that is like next level. Yeah. So I'm all, I'm all about that. I just, uh, you, you need to start appreciating that woman. I, I do appreciate <laughs> her. I just wish the grocery store would give us the right meat. <laughs> okay, I don't know about you, but I feel like there needs to be a permanent adjustment to our annual calendar, specifically with one particular holiday. I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. So tell me how you feel about this. The other day, um, Kevin said something about buying full-size trick-or-treat candy. And I was like, ooh, I wonder what day trick-or-treat is this year. So I Googled October 2022 calendar, and it is a Monday. Oh, I love that. And I have been saying for like years and years now that trick-or-treat and the fall festival at your church it should always be the last Saturday of October. No. Because that way parents aren't no. rushing through traffic to get their kids dressed up. They're not shoving dinner down their throat so they can get out to go trick-or-treating. Then teachers aren't dealing with, you know, sugar-high, rock-bottom low kids. The next day, the Sunday school teachers will have to deal with them, I guess. But I think it should be switched to the last Saturday of the month. I think it would be so convenient for so many parents and neighborhoods. It would keep neighborhoods safer because you don't have commuters. It's on a weekend. Where? How do I start this? Do I like? I need to start an online petition. Well, you don't because it's wrong. No, no, yes. no, no, no. I, I think it would be I, so great. Think of great. how great it is Halloween on a Monday. Right. If it's on a Saturday, the kid, they they don't have the thrill of being like, okay, in the middle of a normal day, just a normal week, we have this awesome thing to look forward to just on a Monday or Tuesday or a Wednesday. I get to when I get to rush home and put on my costume and go knock on the doors and then trick or treat. The neighbors are going to give me candy. How awesome is that? It's still just as awesome. It's just on a Saturday. No, it's not. It's every once in a while. It's on a Saturday Mm -hmm. and a Sunday as the calendar rotates. It's like having a and there's no such thing as a snow day anymore since we can all go virtual now. It's almost like a snow day every like 
you know, five out of every seven years. You get a, a snow day in the middle of an ordinary mundane week. All of a sudden, your neighborhood turns into just this magical wonderland. And if it's just a Saturday, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's a Saturday anyway. All right. So whose side are you on? Do you like my idea to switch trick-or-treat to the last Saturday of every October? Are you like a purist like Kevin? Don't you ever change it from any other day than the 31st? Give us a call. Okay, Susan, whose side are you on? Are you a purist like Kevin? Trick-or-treat should always be October 31st, no matter what day of the week it is. Or do you like my idea to switch it to the last Saturday of October? I love your idea, Taylor. I have been saying this for 50 years, probably, (laughs) that it needs to be changed because it's so much easier on everyone. And we don't have to worry about getting the kids home to bed early. We don't have to worry about, you know, a lot of different things, like you said. Driving home from work, hurrying up to try to make everything work. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm sorry, Kev. I love you guys so much. The whole oh, point of the whole too. point of trick or treat is for the kids, and you guys are thinking like adults. No kid is going to be on board with this. The kid wants to stay out late on a school night. The kid wants to run around getting candy in the dark with their friends. They are not going to be on board with this. Plus, the practical reality is on Saturdays, moms and dads have got baseball and soccer and football and cheering and basketball and all this other stuff. So now we're adding one more thing to an already busy Saturday. And how are we going to go to church on Sunday morning when we stayed out late the night night before? Well, you can get up and go to school the next day. So. Yeah, well, you can sleep through homeroom. And you can go to the late service. You can sleep through homeroom. No preacher wants to see a bunch of sleeping kids when he looks out at the congregation. <laughs>